1: An on-demand audio presentation of RedPeachSports.com and ESPN977.com. Now here's today's show.
3: Good morning, North Louisiana. What up? How goes it? Aaron here in the Caldwell Anchor Group One Realty Studio in beautiful West Monroe on this Wednesday morning. Jake's out this morning, so uh, John Lewandowski from ULM sports information director, is joining us for the first hour. John, how you doing this morning, bud?
4: I'm doing great, especially after the event we had last night. It's uh, Bayou Point.
3: Yeah, before we get into, of course, some headlines on this uh, Wednesday morning, that is certainly one of them. A huge crowd on hand for the pursuit last night. A big uh, pep rally for ULM Athletics and, of course, the athletic program. And uh, a fabulous showing, of course, highlighted by Coach Vietor on stage with Timmy B, Tim Miranda.
4: That was awesome. It really was. And, you know, What's cool about uh, events like last night is you have the best of the best. You've got the merging of the academic side uh, with the the athletics. And, it's one, it's a celebration of what occurred a year ago. But, number two, it's looking forward, talking about the vision for the institution as well as for the athletic department. But to see an alum like Tim Brando come back and have the passion to to way he spoke about ULM and what it means to him and what it meant to him, and he even said last night, this place has given me more than I could ever give back. And we think about one of the great ambassadors of this institution, it's Tim Brando. You know, he takes us everywhere with him and talks about us and promotes the program. And then the other capper to me, uh, we were talking off air just briefly, Aaron, is to, to, to personalize a student-athlete story and having Alton Clay, uh, who became an All-American uh, in track and field, great thrower, uh, two-time uh, Sun Belt champion, uh, he was the indoor and outdoor performer of the year to, to hear his story. First of all, he plays the piano amazingly. He, mm. he, he, goes in through this, this whole rendition of some journey songs. And then you see this big guy who was recruited as a tight end, coming out of high school. But then to hear his story, you know, heavily recruited as a tight end, uh, through his junior year, senior year, he gets moved to tackle. Well, nobody's looking for a six foot three, 250 pound tackle. So people quit recruiting him, comes to ULM, walks on, trying to earn a scholarship, uh, he gets injured, and and instead of getting down on himself, he decides that well, I'm, I'm going to go I'm going to go into track. It, very rough, uh, had to learn all the techniques about becoming a a, a champion a thrower. Does that two years in, he loses his father, feels like he just wants to move back home. Kind of has lost hope, he's lost his mentor, and then with all the support around him, he makes himself into a champion. And he's just an amazing ambassador for the institution. And, again, to see the passion and what this program meant to him uh, was amazing. And that's what that's what's neat about nights Last Night. And you walk away just feeling good about everything that's done. Um, and, you know, the other thing we talked about is the, it's the merging of those two mm-hmm. worlds, the academic side, and you're celebrating the academic success of all of campus. And sometimes there's that perception that there's a divide between the north and south side of campus. There's not. And that's what was really cool about last night. 500-plus people jammed in there. It was really neat. It was almost one of those things where you didn't want the evening to end. And then, you know, we talked about the passion that that, uh, Tim spoke about uh, when Coach Viator presented him a signed helmet by the entire football team and by the coaching staff. He was touched. He said, wow, this is one of the neatest gifts I've ever gotten.
3: And the other thing, of course, uh, you've been here a relatively short period of time, but just getting that kind of positive energy all in one room and kind of bringing the fan base together to get fired up and excited about the upcoming season. Uh,
4: no question about it. And, and moving forward, you know, we were talking a little bit about, you know, hey, what's what's important moving forward? Moving forward is to continue to build that momentum. We had a great event a week ago. We can talk about it later with the uh, Warhawk women and, a, and the football 101. Great turnout. Uh, almost a, a third of the crowd came as walk-up. Uh, and then the sold-out event last night. And then just moving that, and moving forward, uh, continuing one last push to sell season football tickets, but also, too, building towards those single-game sales because it's important for us opening night to have a great crowd in Malone Stadium.
3: John Lewandowski will be here for the entire hour. If you want to pick his brain or have a question or comment for him, certainly hit us up on the Darren Moody State from Hotline slash text line 888 Find out how to save money on home and auto insurance by stopping by and visiting with Darren on 18th Street in Monroe. Plenty of uh, ULM news and notes coming up in the show. As we typically do on a uh, Wednesday morning, we start with some uh, headlines, and there are some big headlines down in Tigertown. So the race to be the starting quarterback for LSU, it may be down to just two now. Joe Burrow, of course, Miles Brennan, Loyal, Narcisse, and Justin McMillan started out the fall Competing for this job yesterday, of course, news coming out of Baton Rouge that uh, two of the quarterbacks were not at practice, Loyal Narcisse and Justin McMillan. Then after practice, the news comes out that, of course, uh, Loyal Narcisse tweets out that he is leaving the LSU football program. I'll just read part of his text here. After sitting down and talking with my family, I've decided the best thing for my future is to transfer and get a fresh start and be able to have an opportunity to showcase my abilities. I will forever represent the boot, hashtag Louisiana made. Loyal Narcisse, of course, coming out of St. James in South Louisiana, has had a just a rocky road, an incredible uh, talent and athlete down at St. James, uh, put up some eye-popping numbers as a sophomore. Of course, ACL injuries his junior and senior year in high school. He comes back, of course, um, Ed Orgeron had some great things to say about him just a couple of weeks ago. Perhaps you could see the handwriting on the wall. We're just throwing it out there with the media. But now uh, Loyal Narcisse is transferring out of LSU. Uh, it looks like he's going to go the JUCO route or other schools that are certainly being mentioned, Tulane, SMU, Memphis, and North Carolina. So Narcisse, that is official. Now what's the status of Justin McMillan? Uh, No word on him yet. Ed Orgeron is scheduled to speak to the media today after practice. So right now he is on the squad, but LSU could be down to just two scholarship quarterbacks, Joe Burrow and Miles Brennan. By the time uh, today wraps up, you look at the other quarterbacks on the roster, two walk-ons, Andre Sale and Jordan Loving. Just to put this into perspective, uh, one year ago, Lindsey Scott transferred out of LSU, went the Juco route, and of course now he is signed with Missouri. John, uh, I was going to give you these numbers, and I know you're not familiar with LSU quarterbacks and the issues that they've had in the past, but listen to this. This is from Ross Dellinger of Sports Illustrated. From 2005 to 2012, those classes, 13 classes in all, LSU has had 20 quarterbacks. Four have completed their career at LSU. Fourteen have been dismissed, departed, or, of course, uh, moved on to the NFL. And nine of those 20 never played a single down. Ouch. Well,
4: there's only one quarterback on the field at a time, yeah. right? So it's it's difficult. But, I, you know, I will just say this from being involved in major college football for 38 years. It happens everywhere. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you have those, those special kids that decide, you know what? I made a commitment to this program. I'm sticking with the program. If I play, I play. I have to make the most of my opportunities. And if I don't, I'm going to get my degree. I'm going to feel good about it. And, you know, I think about uh, the experience I had at Michigan State. You know, Connor Cook comes out of nowhere to win the quarterback job, leads him to the Rose Bowl, leads Mm -hmm. him to -to back-to-back top five finishes. The quarterback from the year before, Andrew Maxwell, he gets an opportunity to go out there and take the final snap of the Rose Bowl game. Now, how many kids after they lost the job the next year and Le'Veon Bell kind of. He was the bell cow of that offense the year before when the uh, team went to the uh, Buffalo Wild Wings Bowl and beat TCU on a last-second field goal. Uh, but how many would have said, "You know what? I'm going to wait. I'm going to sit it out. I'm going to I'm going to go somewhere else. I'm going to finish up my career." He wanted to stay and kind of finish the job that he started. Tyler O'Connor gets handed the car keys a couple years ago, loses a job midway through the season, but again he stayed and got his degree. It's one of those things where there's only one that can play at a time, and the unfortunate thing is there is that. There's that uh, snapshot where you get evaluated. It's your chance to win the job. In Connor's Cook case, it really took him three games to win the starting job, and then, like I said, took him to a Rose Bowl, and now he's you know uh, second or third year now in the NFL with the with the Raiders. But it's a difficult situation. Uh, everybody wants to play, but
3: and John, you have to it's make a different position. It is. and you look at these guys. I mean, I mean, they, quite frankly, they've been the, the stud on the campus, the big man in the high school ranks. I mean, these are literally three-, four-, five-star prospects. And then, of course, for the first time in their life, athletically, they're facing some adversity.
4: Well, and then think about, you know, the other guy that comes to mind from my experience at Michigan State, look at a guy like Keith Nickel, mm. highly recruited uh, out of the west side of the state of Michigan. He goes to Oklahoma. He's Sam Bradford's backup as a true freshman, winds up transferring back to Michigan State. He's in the same quarterback room now. He transfers back to Michigan State. He's in the same quarterback room with Nick Foles and Kirk Cousins. Mm. Nick Foles transfers out, goes to Arizona. Keith Nichol saw the handwriting at all. If I want to play here, it's not going to be at the quarterback position. Wanda becoming a very good wide receiver actually caught that Hail Mary pass against Wisconsin the one year from uh, Kirk Cousins. Mm.
3: And then, of course, uh, Ed Orgeron coming out a few weeks ago saying some great things about Loyal Narcisse, and I'm sure you've seen it throughout your career where a coach uses the media to get their message out and, of course, hype up or prop up someone because he knows there's trouble on the horizon.
4: Yeah, and, you know, there's there's a lot of messaging that goes on with head coaches. Uh, some love to play the media game. Tom Izzo loves to play the media game from a basketball perspective. Other ones really don't like to to use that vehicle. But I think the the, the one thing I will say, most head coaches are supportive of all their kids, and they want them to be happy they want to have them have an opportunity. But, uh, again, you've got to make the most of that of that, uh, that chance when you get it.
3: I don't think any of us are shocked that, of course, that McMillan may be out and Narcisse is gone. But the fact that now just down to two scholarship quarterbacks for LSU, certainly interesting. You can hit us up at 888-993-7762 with your comments or questions. We move on with some other headlines. Of course, we are your home for the Houston Astros. Boy, the Strohs are on a nice skid right now. They have dropped five straight. Could only muster three hits last night to the Rockies. They fall five to one. They had Verlander, Verlander on the bump. Goes six innings, gives up two earned runs. Their Astros continue to try to look for a victory. They have now lost five straight. You a big uh, MLB fan?
4: St. Louis Cardinals all the way. That's the team I that no one I follow, and it's hard to even kind of keep track this time of year because. Obviously, we're transitioning into, into the fall, but so I'm surprised you don't have Paul Letlow like as your correspondent for the Astros because <laughs> yes, he lives for the Houston Astros.
3: We can't afford him. That's the problem, John. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now, you're saying that we can't. we got him right for us. <laughs> That's that a good point. Good point. Uh, a couple other headlines. Of course, we had the LHSA Commissioner Eddie Nine on the show yesterday. We talked to him about, of course, uh, investigations that continue and how they continue to come down with some pretty harsh rulings. Comes out uh, yesterday, good timing that they are looking into Brother Martin, an illegal player. Uh, Their principal comes back and says this is reckless and irresponsible. We'll see how this plays out with the LHSA and Brother Martin. The Urban Meyer update does continue as the clock continues to tick. They gave the self-imposed, what, 14-day deadline for the investigation team to come out with their uh, r- what they had found out. Uh, I think that ends uh, on Saturday or Sunday. So. It's come up this
4: weekend, yeah. yep.
3: Should be interesting to see how this thing plays out. Kind of shocking news coming from Florida and, of course, the death of one of their football players. And their school president gets up to the podium yesterday and uh, took the blame. Basically said the university was in the wrong. It's not often that you see that.
4: At Maryland. Yes, Maryland. Yep. Uh, no, you don't. And at that point, too, you wonder, uh, especially when they take the stance that they did and take full responsibility, You, I think in the back of your mind you know that a settlement's now also been reached with that student-athlete's family. But let me tell you something. There's, uh, Knock on wood, I've never been in an institution, I had to face that situation, but you never want to see that happen and how it impacts the program uh, and the, the family, the teammates, Uh, Those are difficult things to overcome, but uh, let's face it, in this day and age, you can't be too careful um, with that, Uh, you know, here, that's one of the reasons why all through preseason camp we have the the workouts at 840 in the morning Mm. uh, to try to beat the heat, but, uh, you know, it's one of those things, the the old school way has changed, Uh, student athlete welfare is huge, giving people time to recover, huge. And uh, it's just one of those things where unfortunately uh, some of the older practices are, are, are perhaps uh, difficult to let go of.
3: Yeah, two days I mean they're long gone.
4: Long gone. I remember when I first started at Auburn, it were three days yeah. one in the morning, one in the afternoon and then a special team a special team's workout in the evening was not a walkthrough. I'll just say that
3: at eight993 two we continue to look forward to some preseason football. It features the Saints of course on Friday night in the Superdome versus the Cardinals. Who's your uh, NFL team, John?
4: You know, I feel like I'm a man without a country. You know, growing up, St. Louis still had the, yeah. the Cardinals before they moved to Arizona. Uh, because the nature of the job that I have Sunday is such a heavy prep day, getting ready for the next Saturday, uh, that I, I always had a game on, kind of in the background, of the office. But I really didn't have a team. I just kind of followed the the former players at whatever school I was at at the time, uh, where they were playing. Uh, so I really don't have a team. I think, uh, but as you. Uh, immerse yourself into a community you, you follow teams and obviously I know in this part of the state, you're the Saints of the Cowboys uh, especially passionate Cowboys folks like uh, Nick White uh, but I'm sure that I will f- uh, follow the Saints and, and see what they're doing And uh, but yeah there's not a team that I follow and there's certain players I like to watch, certain mm-hmm. the coaches I like to see perform and obviously after having an opportunity to, to get to interact and get to know Doug Peterson obviously with knowing his son Josh I, I uh, obviously will follow what the uh, Eagles do there are a few
3: headlines. If we missed one or two, 888-993-7762. It's all part of the morning drive and the starting lineup brought to you by Louisiana Pancare. The starting lineup. Are you crying?
5: The starting lineup. Are you crying? Starting lineup. Are you
2: crying? Are you crying? The starting lineup. Let's not crying. Let's get to the starting lineup.
3: Looking forward to our doctor segment coming up at the bottom of the hour. Dr. Jeff Counts will join us at 8 o'clock. An official who started in the high school ranks has now worked his way up into the college game. Donnie Altman will join us at 8 o'clock. We'll pick his brain. Louisiana Tech Sports Information Director Malcolm Butler will join us at 8.15. And, of course, we got John Lewandowski in the house for the next 45 minutes. We want to pick his brain on Warhawk athletics. 15 minutes in, can you handle another
4: 45? Oh, this is easy. <laughs>
3: The Morning Drive on Sports Talk 97.7. Back after this.
1: The way you purchased a car in the past is changing. With Ronnie Ward, Toyota of Ruston.com. Shop our inventory new and used, value your trade, and apply for financing from home on your couch in the comfort of your bed. Wherever you choose, whatever you want. At Ronnie Ward Toyota of Rustin.com. We'll hand you your keys so you can get to the important things in life. Visit Ronnie Ward Toyota of Rustin.com.
2: Drive your dream. Live to drive.
1: This message is intended
0: for the City of Ruston registered voters only. In order to keep Ruston moving forward on this initiative, we need the signatures of the City of Ruston's registered voters to sign our alcohol petition before September 10th so we can have a city-wide referendum. The Louisiana Committee for Economic Growth would like your signature on a petition to help keep tax dollars at home. When you go to Ruston's Super 1 or Walmart, we ask you to sign up for the convenience and your ability to expand your alcohol options at Super 1 and Walmart. Currently, the city of Ruston is not dry for consumption of wine or alcoholic drinks at our fine restaurants and we wanna keep it that way. We would like to expand those choices for our citizens to have the option to purchase those same products at local retail outlets. Please sign our petition at Super One and Walmart today or when petition officials are in your neighborhoods. We thank you for your interest and involvement in moving Ruston forward on this initiative. This week is McKinney Honda's fall open house and the Honda Pioneer is what every hunter wants. Here's Richie McKinney. McKinney's has a full stock of Honda Pioneers at the lowest prices of the year. Choose from the 500, 700, and 1,000 Pioneer and save up to $1,200. All with Honda's unique beltless transmission and available with Honda's exclusive quick flip seating feature, so you can carry more passengers whenever you need. Also, you can lay away at open house prices and pick up September 7th, 8th, or 9th and save big on taxes. Red all week long for the Honda 250 Recon, and join us Saturday for the drawing, along with free food and entertainment. For your safety, read the owner's manual. Wear a helmet and eye protection. Always wear your seatbelt and keep the side nets and doors closed. Honda side-by-sides are for drivers 16 years and over. MSRP excludes destination charge. Visit powersports.honda.com to view destination charge amount. Don't miss your chance to save big on the Goods for the Woods this week at the Fall Open House, only at McKinney Honda, your outdoor superstore in Ruston.
2: If you or a loved one have
1: been injured or a victim of medical malpractice, you need to go Guerrero. I'm Lauren Guerrero, and my father is Jeff Guerrero. He has helped thousands of people who have been injured in auto
3: accidents, offshore accidents, drug recalls, and victims of medical negligence. So if you or a loved one have been injured through no fault of your own, do what thousands of injured clients have already done
5: go guerrero call 24 hours a day at
1: 325-4306 or come by the office at 2200 forsyth avenue in monroe
2: grab another cup of coffee and keep tuned to the morning drive this hour is sponsored by ronnie ward toyota of rustin
3: Welcome back to the show, Aaron. Hanging out here in the Caldwell Banker Group One Realty Studio in West Monroe. Understand, we have some uh, tropospheric dusting. In fact, I looked at the map just a minute ago. I never thought I'd be doing that, John. Looking at a map to try to figure out the tropospheric dusting. It's moderate today. I think it's pretty bad.
4: It's It's difficult to say.
3: Yeah, tropospheric dusting.
4: But it's difficult when you're the the, the victim and your show's impacted, but yeah. there's really nothing you can do about That's it. That's
3: right. And I don't even think it's called dusting either. I need to check that out. But, uh, hey, there are other ways, of course, to listen to this show, and hopefully it'll just pass and we'll be good to go starting tomorrow or perhaps later in this show. You can hit us up, of course, get the Red Peach Radio app, or, of course, just go to our website, Sports Talk 97.7. All right, John, I want to get into some uh, ULM stuff. These are exciting times for this program. And, of course, everywhere you look, uh, high expectations for this team. A lot of that, of course, has to do with, with the offense, and, and you look at the, the star-studded roster, there's turns on that side of the ball. But the major question marks are on the defense. How have you kind of seen this defense kind of uh, make steps forward this fall?
4: I think the, the most important thing, Aaron, one is you look at the positive last year that so many players had a chance to play with all the injuries, especially on the back end. Uh, a lot of them have an opportunity to, to migrate back to their natural position, but they also have experience in the belt, and as you know, There's nothing like the game experience. The game speed is so different than even at practice. But, uh, you know, just based upon the one scrimmage last Saturday, uh, more aggressive, uh, impacting the quarterback, which, you know, we had great success early last season, but then after the first couple of ball games, it kind of tailed off a little bit. But you have to be able to affect the quarterback, uh, created some turnovers. I just think that uh, certainly the talent level has been upgraded, but I also think just that experience from a year ago is certainly going to help Uh, the defense quite a bit and uh, as you said with the explosiveness of the offense if they can create more turnovers and extra possession that means an extra touchdown extra field goal can be the difference between winning and losing some of those close ball games I don't think there's any question that that team will be better on the defensive side of the football I don't think there's any doubt about it and then you know offensively uh, you know we talked about quarterbacks before Uh, it's scary to think about uh, how much Caleb Evans has grown in a very short period of time but he is a true dual-threat quarterback. And the other thing I admire, uh, I spent a lot of not late nights working in the office, and I can't tell you how often I go down the hallway and he's in there watching film. He is a student mm-hmm. of the game. He wants to be good. He's willing, and he understands the attention to detail is so important. You know, if a safety or a, a linebacker uh, tips what the defense is going to do, he wants to take advantage of that. But, you, you know, I admire that, that he's willing to put that extra time in his craft. And I know that – he did the same on the field uh, back in the spring and here in the preseason. There are certain things that Coach Kubik has, has asked him to do, and he's worked on that. And I think that's where you see that the quarterbacks who become great players, they all are willing to take that extra time and invest a lot of time uh, in that film room.
3: And, and that is certainly a great sign considering what he did last year and put up those uh, huge numbers that he's not resting on his laurels or getting caught just reading the headlines.
4: No, I, I th- and I think that's the maturity that you see. Um, and also just to see how his leadership has changed. You know, a year ago, um, he wasn't sure that this was his football team. Now he knows it is his football team, um, and he certainly is is willing to exert that leadership in the huddle, away from the huddle. At the same time, too, you know, uh, you talk about backup quarterback situations, obviously that's something that's got to be determined over here in the next couple of weeks before that opener. Uh, He's done a nice job of taking those other younger guys under his wing, too, and helping them try to grasp the offense because, uh, again, as he gains greater knowledge, gains more game experience, it's kind of scary to think about how good he becomes.
3: We'll get into more impact players for ULM, but I wanted to talk big pe- picture with you, uh, John Lewandowski, just uh, the branding on ULM and, of course, the, the new logo change and kind of the impact that th- that's had going into this season.
4: What was kind of cool last night is uh, while they were going through the highlights, the academic and athletic highlights of the year, and the brand refresh came up, and there was a slide that went up of the uh, repainted floor over in Fantley- Ewing Coliseum for the basketball and volleyball court. Um, there was warm support and applause, mm. that reconnection, which is you know obviously what we had hoped for. Uh, and then, again, to hear Tim Brando talk about it, uh, and he talked about seeing the video for the first time. He did the voiceover for us, had an opportunity to see the video and how he was touched. Uh, people are passionate about this institution. I love it. And I think having that reconnection, but what, what has also been cool to watch is when we made the decision to make the move, you know, obviously we sought the impact that occurred in student athletes. They wanted to have something to latch onto too. And that connection of the past with the present. And those are all things that we need to continue to build upon. And I know we talked about it when I was in here a month or a month and a half ago before. Uh, obviously we appreciate the people that do support us. You know, those 500 plus folks that came out last night, Uh, we have to to grow that fan base. Um, Obviously, you have to have revenue in order to do things, not just for football but for our other uh, athletic programs. So we need to get people back who haven't been and people who are in the area. We need for them to embrace us as their team. Uh, And that's what's going to be important uh, moving forward, continue to build upon the momentum. But the other thing that's been neat to watch, Aaron, is how Coach V has embraced uh, the expectations. You know, sometimes – after back-to-back four and eight seasons, but as you and I both know, you're comparing apples to apples, uh, apples to oranges, because a year ago, that team was competitive in every game, uh, and had an opportunity to win a lot of games, and in the conference race, they were really in it until the last couple weeks of the regular season, uh, but he's embraced the expectations, picked by most to finish second uh, in the West Division, but certainly a team that's capable of competing for a championship, and instead of kind of Deflecting that he's embraced like, hey, that's what we're shooting for. We want to become a championship caliber team. We want to compete for for championships, have an opportunity to play in a championship game. First year of the division race is exciting, and then obviously, hopefully, put ourselves in a position that we can compete regularly to attend bowl games.
3: Several different ways to reach the, the that fan base, and you guys are certainly trying. You look at the women's clinic that you guys held last week. You got another event coming up in West Monroe this weekend. You had the big pursuit last night. I guess just different avenues that you're trying to get into.
4: Different avenues, but the important thing is, is we're seeking that connectivity with the community. Uh, the Football 101, that was an awesome event we talked about. you know, I think we walked into that Saturday with 80-something pre-sold tickets. We had walk-ups of over 40. We had, uh, counting the coaching staffs and their spouses, we had well over 150 people there for that. The campus is 60-something percent female. That's a, you know it's a, it's a different unique uh, demographic here in this community. We've got to find ways to connect uh, with the with the with our female audience. Uh, I think that goes a great length. And then, you know th- what that event did. Not only did they learn a little football, but they got to know Coach V, got to know Chantel, got to know other coaches and got to see them interact with their families. You can't put a dollar figure on. It makes those people real. They see these coaches and they think well. Uh, We see him in the stadium venue only. They got to see him as real people, and that's huge. The event last night, again, we talked about exposing Alton Clay to that audience. You know, former football walk-on, and then becomes a track All-American. But to hear his story, hear his journey, uh, unbelievable. But people connect to that. And then the event Saturday in West Monroe, we're going to be at Miss Kay's on Saturday on the patio. Uh, we're going to take the junior and senior class down there for an autograph session, take pictures. Again, that connectivity. They'll have their football jerseys on. You'll have a chance to interact with Marcus Green, Caleb Evans, R.J. Turner, Donald Lewis. I mean, you go down the line, it it takes that face mask away, and people now get to see them as student athletes and get a chance to interact with them. You need that connectivity. Um, and everybody has a story. And I think that's the thing that all these – opportunities that we've had it's for people to create that connectivity with people that represent our program and we need to do that across the board not just in football uh basketball baseball uh volleyball you name it we have to do that and people can relate to them and, and sometimes there are stories that, that resonate with people and, and again when alt was talking about losing his father there have been a lot of people put in that situation before maybe they felt the same way he did But, again, the support system was there to kind of help them through that difficult time.
3: What time is the event down in West Monroe and Trenton Street on Saturday?
4: Three to four. Uh, And let me say, too, that the whole Merchants Association down there in Antique Alley has been awesome uh, helping us promote this event. Uh, They were like, hey, we would like for you to come during our our work hours. So we're going to be down there from three to four. And, uh, again, uh, I just invite anybody to come down. Uh, we'll have the cheerleaders and Hawkline down there. They'll be doing some face painting. Uh, we're going to have some uh, jerseys and helmets and uh, shoulder pads to put on and, and take photos. So we just want people to come, interact with our student-athletes, get to know them, and, uh, you know, down the line, hopefully this goodwill will, will spin off into and result in ticket sales and more excitement in the program and everything else. And, you know, the challenge we all have, Aaron, in intercollegiate athletics is we're all facing an aging fan base. And there needs to be that churn. So we need to develop those folks that grow up in this community. I want to go to ULM. Uh, We have to do that, and uh, we got to continue to work at it. But that's a challenge that every athletic department in the country is, is trying to make that connection with the young alums, trying to recruit the next class of alums and have people raised in their communities wanting to go to their college campus.
3: More with John and ULM Athletics coming up here in the 7 o'clock hour. Coming up next, to our doctor segment with Dr. Jeff Counts. The Morning Drive on Sports Talk 97.7 returns after this.
0: THIS MESSAGE IS INTENDED FOR THE CITY OF RUSTON REGISTERED VOTERS ONLY. In order to keep Ruston moving forward on this initiative, we need the signatures of the City of Ruston's registered voters to sign our alcohol petition before September 10th so we can have a citywide referendum. The Louisiana Committee for Economic Growth would like your signature on a petition to help keep tax dollars at home. When you go to Ruston's Super 1 or Walmart, we ask you to sign up for the convenience and your ability to expand your alcohol options at Super 1 and Walmart. Currently, the city of Ruston is not dry for consumption of wine or alcoholic drinks at our fine restaurants, and we want to keep it that way. We would like to expand those choices for our citizens to have the option to purchase those same products at local retail outlets. Please sign our petition at Super One and Walmart today or when petition officials are in your neighborhoods. We thank you for your interest and involvement in moving Ruston forward on this initiative. If your business depends on technology, then you can depend on NetTech. We offer remote desktop and service management, cloud-based document access, email services, IP phone services, fiber internet, and data security products. With locations in Monroe and in Ruston, our friendly technicians and help desk staff are ready to solve all your IT problems. Let NetTech be your IT department. Visit nettech.net or call 866-668-0001 today.
1: It's time for the Morning Drive's weekly visit with the sports medicine doctors at North Louisiana Orthopedic and Sports Medicine Clinic.
3: Welcome back to the show. We always enjoy getting a little smarter at this time of the week, this time of the day, and that includes our doctor segment. Today, Dr. Jeff Counts joins us on the Darren Moody State Farm Hotline. Dr. Counts, how are you doing this morning, bud? I'm really good, guys. How are y'all? we got got uh, John Lewandowski from uh, ULM in here today. He's uh, sitting in and helping me out. I know you're familiar with him. Dr. Counts, uh, first of all, I know that you wish you could have made it to the event last night, the pursuit. How fired up are you for uh, the ULM football season?
6: Oh, it's going to be a great year. You know, everybody's really excited. I was talking to a fellow yesterday here at the office who uh, is a huge LA, uh, ULM fan, and, um, you know, we were just talking about the the look of the team and the new recruits that we've got in and the excitement that's going on around this. Around and, and we're just really looking forward to the year.
3: Got a couple medical questions for you, and let's start with uh, Tiger Woods and just uh, his remarkable run at the last two majors. Everybody's talking about what he's come back from. Uh, Let's revisit, of course, the spinal back uh, fusion that he had. How common is it in the fact that he's able to come back, and that was his fourth uh, back surgery, the way that he has?
6: You know, it's it's pretty remarkable. He had a, a, you know, he's obviously gone through a, a, you know, a, a long process with his back issues. Um, you know, a total of four surgeries ultimately ended up with, with a fusion at uh, one level in his spine. And, you know, for um, a professional athlete, specifically a professional golfer, to come back from that kind of a, a situation is, is pretty remarkable. Um, it's not the first time it's happened, but, but it is a, a to to get to the level that he's gotten back to, um, to be honest with you, at a, at a little bit later stage in his in his career, you know he's he's 42 years old now, which most guys at that point are looking towards the senior tour. But um, I think he's still you know um, striving, obviously, to to win some tournaments and win some majors, and and for him to be able to do that at this at at this age, um, really is a, a, a remarkable feat.
3: So if this happened to myself or John Lewandowski over here, how long would it take us to come back? Would we be back up on our feet and doing what we wanted to do on the weekends?
6: Well, you know, it's, it's one of those situations when I, when I talk to patients about this particular kind of situation. You know, I tell people, um, you, you know, you're gonna, you're looking at four to six months minimum just to get back to a point where day-to-day stuff is pretty routine again. But to get back to a point where you're doing your, you know, your athletic things, if you're, a, if, you know, if you if you like to exercise routinely, things like that, you know, you're 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 going to be looking at more like a year to eighteen months before you even can really think about doing that routinely. Um, and then, you know, uh, it's just one of those things that it's a it's a long process to recover from, um, sometimes longer than people realize. Um, but, but it is something that eventually we expect most people to get back to that point where they can do things again that, that they want to do.
3: There's an amazing story that continues to play out in the NFL, and, of course, it features a former Notre Dame linebacker Jalen Smith. He literally just shredded up his knee, what, uh, two years ago. He's making this comeback. Uh, he's playing extremely well, actually playing without a knee brace I mean, this was so bad, literally for six to eight weeks after surgery, they told him he couldn't leave the bed, and then of course he had nerve damage. Uh, how serious of an injury obviously was this and the fact that he's making this kind of a comeback?
6: Well, you know, obviously it was a it was a very serious injury to his knee. Anytime we we see an injury where um, the nerve is uh, stretched to the point where uh, it basically quits working. Uh, we know that that joint has been uh, severely, uh, you know, damaged um, and and displaced. I mean, he, his his uh, his injury was was a, a situation where his knee was put into what's called a varus deformity, which means a bow-legged deformity, which obviously stretched and and damaged all of the ligaments on the outside of his knee, um, including his ACL and 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 other structures in his joint. So when that happens that the nerve is stretched beyond its comfort level, so to speak, and basically it just shuts down. It quits working altogether. So he was not able to even pick his toes up to be able to walk normally for the for a long time. But ultimately we do expect as long as the nerve is still intact and not ruptured um, we expect that nerve to recover eventually. Now, it doesn't always happen, but in his case, thankfully, it has. And he's, re- he's regained all of his motor function, and, um, you know, he he's done a-, a great job recovering from, you know, what could have been a very easily career-ending injury.
3: few substantial in- injuries in the preseason in the NFL, one of them including former LSU standout Darius Geis. He goes down with a torn ACL. I believe that puts the number well over ten in the NFL just so far. There was fifty-one total last year. What do you think attributes to the number of ACL injuries that happen early on in the off season or in the preseason? Doctor Jeff Counts.
6: Yeah, you know that's a that's a good question that, that we you know we know with with NFL players that they are you know year round as far as their training and their and their, you know they're going to their summer camps and prepping for the preseason so you know we expect their bodies to kind of be at a point where they are ready to handle you know the intensity of, of a preseason football game and those kinds of things but i still think there's that that time period that it takes them to adjust from that practice level type stuff that they're doing in the summer to the game speed that actually happens on the field and and when that you know, when they're trying to make that transition, sometimes that little half step or, or you know, that millisecond in time where they can't quite make the move they're looking to do, that's when they're more susceptible to injury. So I think it's just a matter of them trying to regain their timing back to the normal game speed that puts them at risk for these kinds of injuries early on. You know, I, I saw the play where uh, Geis got his knee injured, and I'm still trying to wrap my brain around how he actually tore his ACL because it it didn't look like the typical ACL tear uh, type situation. But you know, sometimes it you know it, it just happens in in freak ways.
3: I did see a report that uh, some referenced, of course, he had a hyperextension at LSU in his final year there and they were you know, hinting at the fact that that might have actually led to the ACL injury. Could that have been a possibility?
6: Absolutely. If he had had a, if he had had a previous injury to his ACL that, that, had, that had weakened the ACL or, or stretched it to a point where it wasn't quite um, what it should be, then it would take less of an injury or less of a mechanism um, to actually cause the rupture to occur.
3: Dr. Counts, if we listeners out there or ourselves need uh, your assistance or your colleagues, where can we find you guys?
6: Uh, obviously, the easiest way to get to us is our main office number. It's 323-8451. That'll get you to our, our main line, and you can get hooked, at, hooked up to any of our three locations, Monroe, West Monroe, or Ruston. Um, obviously, uh, also online, um, you can get on our new website. We've got a uh, updated a website that's much more user friendly and you can fill out all your paperwork ahead of time um, before you get to the office and um, and then our after hours clinics uh, from monday through thursday from until 8 p.m and then saturday mornings 8 to 11.
3: dr counts appreciate the time i'll see you at a practice or a game very soon
6: all right see you soon thank, thank you.
3: you uh john lewandowski joins us in the studio here i am ready to pick your brain you going to be ready in the next segment
4: I'm fired up and ready to go. I not only want to talk about
3: ULM football and athletics, but I want to pick your brain about college athletics as a whole. That's coming up after the break on the Morning Drive on Sports Talk 97.7.
2: Once again, it's on. Team Up Sports Consulting is bringing you the Eddie G. Robinson, Robinson High School Football, school football Classic Jamboree, Jamboree 4. Presented by Creed and Creed. Serious attorneys for serious injury. The Eddie G. Robinson High School Football Classic Jamboree. Saturday, August 25th in the Robinson Memorial Stadium on the campus of Grambling State University. In its fourth year, Team Up Sports Consulting is bringing another exciting day of hard-hitting football action. Guess who's back from South Louisiana? The Northwest High Raiders are coming to put a beat down on the Faraday Trojans for game three. Not up in here. And the rematch everybody's been waiting for from 2015. The high flying eagles of Evangel Christian Academy are back to put it down on the rough and rugged Union Parish Farmers of Farmerville. It's going to be on at the Chamboree this year. You can get your Jamboree tickets at each of the participating schools now. Check out more details at egrobinsonclassic.com, our Facebook page at Eddie G. Robinson Classic.
5: Fall is coming, so you should be coming to Fairway Carts in Minden. Why? Well, Fairway Carts is the official headquarters for fall fun. That's cause Fairway Carts has the easy go to make great fall weather even more enjoyable. From a multi-passenger cart for spending quality time with the family cruising the neighborhood, to a new easy go for getting around at tailgate parties or just getting off the beaten path. Fairway has a huge inventory of easy with the new 2019 models coming in and amazing deals on remaining 2018s. And hunters, listen closely, the all-new all-electric easy go express 4x4 is coming to Fairway Carts. It's the ultra quiet, ultra durable hunting vehicle you've waited years for fall is nice. Make it even better with a new easy go. Come to Fairway Carts in Minden today and try one on for size. Come by the showroom on Highway 531 in Minden just north of I-20 or call
1: 800-960-CART. The way you purchased a car in the past is changing with Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com. Shop our inventory new and used, value your trade, and apply for financing from home on your couch in the comfort of your bed. Wherever you choose, whenever you want, at Ronnie Ward Toyota of Rustin.com. We'll hand you your keys so you can get to the important things in life. Visit Ronnie Ward Toyota of Rustin.com.
2: Drive your dream, live to drive. Welcome to Walk On's Bistro
0: and Bar, where every dish starts from scratch. Fresh ingredients bring our food to life mouthwatering cuisine unique flavors and we're always more than happy to share our southern charm and culture a love of life family food friends fun sports and celebrations walk-ons it's game day with the taste of
2: louisiana good morning louisiana this is the morning drive this hour is sponsored by ronnie ward Toyota of Ruston.
3: Welcome back to the show. If you've got a call or a question, certainly hit us up on the Darren Moody State from Hotline slash text line 888-993-7762. John Lewandowski, ULM Sports Information Director, joins us in studio in this 7 o'clock hour. All right, John, i got to pick your brain here a bunch. Uh, first of all, I've been in this business, and I went 38
4: 30 years, but who's counting? You know, Brando Ooh. and I did not want to acknowledge how long we've known each other oh. because he was actually at working for Tiger Vision down in Baton Rouge when I was working at Auburn. So it's been a long time. Let's just say a long time. All
3: right. How has the job changed in those uh, nearly four decades?
4: You know, it's funny. It's changed dramatically, as as one would expect. You know, at one time I would have called media relations, sports information, whatever moniker you would want to put on it. It was a service uh, news bureau. Uh, It was statistics. It was was doing the basics, um, arranging interviews. Now we're really our own media outlet because, as you know, the audience now is so diverse. Uh, the role of the, the daily newspaper has changed tremendously as well. So we're really our own news channel. We have to manage the social media out, uh, channels that we have, uh, optimize them. There's got to be a purpose with each message. At the same time, too, we have to be our own news outlet in that, as you know, sometimes when your staff is stretched, hey, can we get some – audio or video from a practice, mm-hmm. uh, a preview, a game, what have you, that we really have to do it all, and we have to be all things to all people. Um, and it's a diverse audience. Again, you still have that segment that would like to have the newspaper in their hands, and Paul Letlow's kind of really done a great job of filling that role for us in providing uh, the more extensive features-type uh, content and also doing a great job with the uh, columns and sidebars on game day. Uh, but then you also want to have the messaging the graphics, uh, the video clips that appeal to prospects um, and student athletes that you're trying to recruit. So uh, the the business has changed uh, tremendously. Uh, you know, in my in my role now too, I'm working with uh, Wayne Gentry in terms of the ESPN on campus broadcasts. And who would have thought 30 years ago that you didn't be worried about uh, putting together inventory uh, for a broadcast like that? But that's that's the way the business has evolved. But really, just trying to get the messaging to an audience that has very diverse taste. You know, different people go to different places to get their news, and uh, we try to have to be all things to all people.
3: Got a text here. Does ULM offer a kids' club where kids get in sporting events for an annual fee, and if they don't, is that perhaps something on the horizon?
4: I, I know that that's something that we're committed uh, to doing. I would contact the ticket office for the latest details, but uh, that's something, too, I think, over time that you will grow in again. More and more engagement opportunities with the student athletes and the teams, again, to create that connectivity uh, with the young fan base.
3: And we've talked about this in the past, and of course, ticket sales are up for ULM football. You guys have certainly listened to the fan base after last year with ticket prices decreasing.
4: No no question about it. You know, that was one of the first things that I heard about a year ago when I came. Uh, In fact, three more days come up on that year anniversary. But, you know, when we did the, the price restructuring, you're essentially saving twenty dollars per season ticket and when you talk about having a range of season tickets from seventy dollars to 155 again you can appeal to all and then obviously there's still suites and club seats and all that uh, to go into but we've really tried to address that I think that's certainly one of the reasons why our season ticket sales are up 25 percent from a year ago I'm not talking about year to date I'm talking about uh, year-end for uh, season ticket sales a year ago so you see that Uh, but again we've got to continue to push the envelope there uh, we need to grow those numbers. And, and, again, we talked earlier, we've got to have a great turnout for that opening game. Um, create some momentum. Uh, obviously, our goal is to get to a bowl game this year. Uh, you need to get everyone at home that you can. And as we talked about the divisional race, that's the other thing, too. You've got to protect home turf. And I think sometimes people forget how important a role they do play uh, in the games. Now sometimes it can be a small crowd that can have an impact. You know, I remember that the uh, start to that Appalachian State game a year ago, you know that team fed off that great start the team got off to. Uh, and it was great at the end when we need to come up with a couple of plays there to, to, to finish the thing out. But uh, you want to get to the point where you have a decided home field advantage every time you step out there and you've got a chance. If you take care of business at home, then you steal a couple on the road. Then you've got a chance of playing that championship game. And, you know, obviously that's what we're all shooting for.
3: You mentioned uh, ticket sales. How have they been going so far?
4: Like I said, we're up 25%. Mm-hmm. But, again, we'd like to see a greater surge even. And I think that the biggest thing is I know that uh, some people are kind of taking a wait-and-see attitude, hey, 4-8, and 4-8. and eight. But as we talked about, you're comparing apples to oranges, great progress a year ago. But what I would say, though, too, I don't know how often you're going to have, especially at a program like ours, you've got a returning All-American and Marcus Green. You've got all those veterinary players returning on offense. It's an entertaining brand of football. Uh, we've got to seize upon that. And, again, that's why we're doing all these r- outreach opportunities. We're, we're going out and embracing the people and saying we need you. Now, some say well, it, sounds, it sounds like you're desperate. No, we're not desperate. We just understand and acknowledge as a program, as an athletic department, we cannot get to where we want to be and we think the fan base wants to be without their support. And we talk about the support in many ways. One is the physical support. Come out to uh, the soccer field, Malone Stadium, Fant Ewing Coliseum, uh, the softball complex, Warhawk Field. Physically come. Number two, be vocal. Be a part of that atmosphere, that home field advantage. And then third, we need the financial support. We can't do it alone we have to have the finances. And when people talk about upgrades to facilities and those types of things, well, how do you do that? Well, you, you do that by raising money. And, again, uh, if we're successful, especially in football, that will help all sports across the board, no doubt about it. And, uh, you know, that's what we're shooting for. And, uh, like I said, Coach V has embraced uh, the expectations. And uh, I, I think the excitement's out there. And we want people to share that journey with us. As we feel like we're in a position now to, to to compete for a championship,
3: John Lewandowski, ULM Sports Information Director, joins us in studio. So, John, if uh, the Warhawks are in position for a bowl bid, what role will you play in your department? And of course, you look at individual honors, and we certainly anticipate it and expect Marcus Green to have another huge season. How do you get his name out there even more?
4: Well, the one great thing about Marcus is now he's got he's got some street cred, so to speak, going into the season already. Um, and we were very fortunate we got that nice preseason article on Marcus in the sporting news right before the start of uh, football media days down there in New Orleans. But the the thing I would say, and and that philosophy has not changed from my days at Auburn, Utah State, Michigan State, one, yes, you have to work at it, and it's that, and I will tell you this, in this age of technology, it's not just getting the player or student athlete's name out there. It's that personal connection. It's making that call to place a story like we did with Marcus Green, And the Sporting News its not waiting for the phone to ring. But number two, as I've said all along, there are those signature signature opportunities during the course of the season where somebody has to make big plays. Marcus made repeated big plays in games, tied for the nation's lead in kickoff returns for touchdowns. That's going to get you on the dance table, on the ballot, to have a chance to be an All-American. But there comes that time, though, where you have to perform. You can put together the best hype machine in America, but – if you fail under the lights in a nationally televised game or in a game that maybe puts you in the first place in the standings and you stumble, well, then obviously it's going gonna, it's gonna to impact things. But it's not its not all sales pitch. That's positioning. And then in, at the bottom line is you have to make the plays to win those awards. And I've been fortunate enough, you know, you look, again, 38 years, I've been fortunate that I've been a part of campaigns that have resulted in a Heisman Trophy for Bo Jackson. Uh, Lombardian Outland Award winners with the Rockers at, at Auburn. Uh but the players perform. And when teams are successful, you can share the wealth. And we talk about that all the time. You know, yes, we help get their names out there with their hometown papers and everything else. But if you have a team that plays for championships, you're gonna have people on that all conference team. You're gonna have an opportunity to get people on the all-American team. And that's what it's all about. But you know, you can you can share the wealth when your team's successful. If a team's struggling, then you have to be super special to have an opportunity to 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 win a conference or a national award.
3: Speaking of uh, conference championships, and I know it was a big talking point down at the Sun Belt Conference Media Days. What impact do you think having a title game can have for this conference this year? I think
4: it's I think it's huge. And as Coach talked about, um, you want to be in that position where you're playing games in November that are meaningful. You know, there's that saying out there that Mark D'Antonio used all the time at Michigan State: "November's for contenders." You want to be playing for that. You want to be in that championship game. Um, And, you know, and again, it gives the players some other goal to set their sights on, win a division title, play for a conference championship, then go to a bowl game. And uh, when you have, again, more things you can put on your checklist, more goals to attain, then then there's more and more buy-in and more and more excitement among the players.
3: You referenced, of course, your time at Auburn and Michigan State. You've been in both of those big, huge conferences. What's the difference between the Big Ten and the SEC?
4: Difference between the Big Ten and the SEC? You know, I still think it's a little bit of the brand of the football. Um, certainly, I, I do think it, as you look at teams, the athleticism maybe is a little bit different in the SEC. Uh, I do think many times you see the, the the linemen, particularly the offensive linemen, are perhaps maybe a little bit more skilled uh, in the Midwest. Uh, but the atmospheres in both leagues are great. Mm. They are. Um, and it's been kind of it's kind of neat. You know, my wife was in the marching band at Auburn, but the there, there's you know obviously I went through the whole SEC thing, and you and you can't you can't put a value on the game day atmospheres. But you know, you look at the – best uh, three
3: game day atmospheres in your mind in each league. Yeah, or just overall
4: best game day atmospheres. You you've got to go with. Uh, I think there's something special about playing at Tennessee. Mm-hmm. And when they play Rocky Top and that stadium's shaken, I, I think that's a great venue. Night games at LSU are special. Can't deny that. Um, never went to Tuscaloosa for a game. All those games at that time, for the most part, were being played in Birmingham at Legion Field before Auburn finally got the home game. But I never went back mm-hmm. to Tuscaloosa for a game. But, you know, Auburn's a special place. Uh, in the Big Ten, uh, can't beat Ohio State and dot in the eye. Mm-hmm. Y- you can't. The atmosphere is unbelievable. And Penn State... You know, you have to want to get there uh, to get there. And the way their people buy in and when they have their whiteouts, and when their teams are great, uh, that's a great atmosphere too.
3: Did that crowd feel that loud to you? I know it's well over 100,000 compared to perhaps a Tennessee.
4: It, it, at uh, Penn State, Happy Valley. Yeah, it gets loud. Yeah. It, it gets loud. I will say this, Michigan, it's, it's, it's funny though because it's kind of built into a hill there on campus. Huh. So you walk in at row like 75 and go straight down for whatever reason, though, it doesn't keep the noise in, and it kind of goes out. Uh, so it's, it is it is not as an intimidating atmosphere as one might think. Uh, and I will tell you this, and I'm biased because I went to school there, but it's hard to beat a football Saturday on Notre Dame, and it's not just in the stadium. Mm. It's the campus. It's it's all the things that they do with, you know, there's no fraternities or sororities. It's all about the dorms, uh, the band marching through campus, having the, the pregame uh, band concert. There's something special about it. And that's where I fell into love on in college football. First time I set foot on campus, I was like, i got to find a way to get involved in this. If it's not playing it, it's got to be involved in some way, shape, or form. But it's, it's hard to be the experience. I will say this, though, Notre Dame is not the same since you can no longer see Touchdown Jesus from the floor of the stadium. Mm-hmm. Now, you can see it from the press box and some of the upper reaches, but it's not quite the same before it was really special when you could see Touchdown Jesus as you look to the north uh, through the end zone
3: couple final questions. The ugly headlines, of course, from Maryland and then at Ohio State. Does it hurt Big Ten football this year?
4: I think it does. Uh, there's going to be that cloud, and it doesn't matter if your program's involved in the headlines or not. You're going to get asked about it, and I think it does put everybody under scrutiny. I'll tell you, the other one who's under the gun a little bit is Commissioner Delaney because he called out the SEC a couple years ago, and – uh, his league's dealing with some things, and we were talking off the air. You go back to what was going on at Maryland. You know, Durkin was at Ohio State. Some of the stuff still circles back to the Ohio State program. So, uh, no, I don't think there's any question that the, they've taken a hit, and it's going to be interesting to see how moving forward they, they, they manage things. But obviously, there's going to have to be some corrective action taken at uh, all those institutions impacted.
3: All right, some exciting times for uh, ULM Athletics. I know you got a couple of huge events coming up before this season, one of them certainly uh, Saturday afternoon down in Antique Alley.
4: Yeah, awesome event, uh, 3 to 4 p.m. Again, we're taking the entire junior and senior classes down there, chance to interact with the fans, uh, take photos, sign autographs. We'll have our schedule posters down there. But, again, it's taking that helmet and face mask away so that you get to know Marcus Green, David Griffith, and those guys. Create that connection. Come out there. Uh, have a good time. Uh, I know the players are looking forward to it. And, I, I, you know, even even if the weather's hot or rainy, we're on the patio, so everybody will be nice and dry.
3: I know we're getting to that time of the year when uh, camps will start closing down, but uh, the access has been phenomenal so far with uh, Coach Matt Viator. Another scrimmage planned for this Saturday?
4: Another scrimmage on Saturday uh, early. I'm sure we'll probably be out there at 10 uh, like we uh, have been in the past. And, obviously, this is an important one, too, as we talk about – really after this one is when they'll more or less set the depth chart for how we're going to look heading into that season open because after that it's really into the game preparation. The end of the install is done, and it's moving on to game planning for that first opponent.
3: And, of course, uh, tickets still available for that uh, home opener against Southeastern.
4: Absolutely. And the other thing I would say this, uh, Aaron, is you'll see from time to time we're going to offer flash sales. Uh, when you see those prices, you're going to see significant savings. You know, It might be 11 12 $13, whatever it is. Understand, though, too, there's not going to be what I would call a fire sale because there's also certain price points that we have to make in order for the attendance to count towards our NCAA numbers. So when you see those flash sales advertised, that's your best opportunity. So please seize those. And like I said, for those who haven't been in a couple years, come back and give us a chance. Enjoy the exciting brand of football. Um, I know our guys are looking forward to it, and they certainly do feed off that energy.
3: John, appreciate you coming in this morning. My pleasure and appreciate you having me. Good stuff. Coming up in the 8 o'clock hour, we got uh, Donnie Altman, a college.
1: Thanks for listening to the best of The Morning Drive with Dietrich and White. To listen live every day, tune in at ESPN977.com or subscribe in iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you find podcasts.